It's good to see you here today. Uh, before we begin, we're so happy to have uh, Mother Betty in the house today. Give her a big hand today. As you know, she, she hasn't been feeling well, and uh, she was able to feel well today. Uh, I've asked her if she would share some words today, so give her a big hand again as she comes on up here today. Mother Betty, why don't you just tell us what's on your heart today? Hello, everyone. God bless you. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I've been missing all of you all. Um, I've had some health issues, but it is well. It's so good to see each and every one of your faces uh, this afternoon, my second family. Um, I just uh, wanted all of you all to know that I'm moving. I'm um, going, maybe the last of this month, uh, I plan to move back home. And home is Tracy. I was raised up in Tracy. My I raised my children there. And it's time. I've been here almost 29 years here in Vallejo. All my family is out of town. And I get caught up weepy and sentimental because you all are my family and it's not saying I'm not saying goodbye I'm just saying I'll see you later I'll be coming back visiting because this will always be my home I can't look at past Dana because I get too teary-eyed because she's, I'm her spiritual mom and she's my spiritual daughter I love all of you all with the love of Christ I want to thank you for being so kind and so loving and so caring to me and my family. Um, I was, um, my husband and I, let's see, about, I guess, 10 years or so or 12 years or so, um, when we came to the church over in, um, at the school. And um, when we walked in, uh, Irene and Wayne greeted us. Pastor Steve was coming down and he was um, pastoring the church. And we fell in love. We fell in love with Foothill Christian American Canyon. Then later on, Pastor Rick and Pastor Anna. And this has been the glorious time of my life, worshiping here at Foothill Christian Center. I've been a member at various churches down through the years. But this has been the most rewarding, most uplifting, more spiritual, enlightening, and filling the presence of God than any church that I have ever attended. This will always be my home church. So look for me anytime. I'll be coming back. I'm not saying goodbye, but I'm saying so long. I'm going home. Home is Tracy, where I'll be closer to my children where they can help look after me. And um, but that's what I want to say. I love of all of y'all with the love of Christ. So continue to pray for me as I travel on. And um, I'll be praying for each and every one of you as well. Thank you. Don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. Amen. How many have been blessed just by Mother Betty? Amen. That's all of you here. Amen. She, she's not leaving us yet, right? But uh, before she sits down, 
I want to pray for her. So I want to invite you all to stand with me. We're going to pray for Mother Betty right now. And um, if I can get my mom to come up here as well, we can lay hands on her. I know Anna's dealing with a little bug, so she's going to pray from there. Sister Lilith, if you want to come up here as well and just lay hands on, on her, we're going to pray right now that the favor of God, the power of God would continue to bring healing upon Mother Betty. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. You are the God of miracles. You are the God that we serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we declare, Father, your presence, your spirit, your healing touch upon Mother Betty from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that your mighty presence would just infill her, Lord, that it would walk with her every day of her life, Lord, as she begins this next chapter of her life. Lord, I pray that you walk with her. I pray that you would always be at her side, that you would be her comfort, her peace, Lord. We declare that right now in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. We declare the promises of God that you've given to your daughter. And Lord, we claim those for her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. This is a godly woman that has served you and walked with you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that these years, Lord, here and in Tracy, Lord, would be the most rewarding that she's ever had in her life. I pray, Lord, this new season of blessing upon her, Father, with her family, Lord. I pray that your blessings would go before her, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask you these things and more for this precious saint of God. We ask you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, Mother Betty. Amen. Give her a big hand again. Amen. Now, you're going you're gonna to be with us on the last Sunday of this month, Mother Betty? Okay, we will have a, we're not only having our potluck that day, that taco Sunday, but we're going to have a, 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 a see you later party for Mother Betty on that day, okay? Don't miss it. If you can be here, be here. Invite somebody, all right? Amen. One other quick announcement that I wanted to make, um, part of our musicians here, one of them happens to be somebody that just turned... Well, I won't say his birthday, but, uh, you know, it's between a five and a seven, and you add a zero to it. So that's my brother-in-law, Bobby. Give him a big hand. It's his, it was his birthday yesterday, and I got something for you, Bobby. I need you to come on up here and get your birthday card from us. This is for Bobby. Give him a big hand again. Sorry to put you on the spot. Happy birthday. Yes, the big six. So yes, I'm proud of it. Yes, God has blessed him, and God has shown him favor. And not only is it his birthday, I'm always and I always brag about him. He doesn't know this, but I'm extremely proud of him for his uh, walk with the Lord and the decisions that he's made for his family. And he can share with you on that later at another time. But I'm always extremely proud of him and bragging to him about about his, uh, or bragging about him and his life choices. So how many know that God is good and God gives a second, third, fourth, fifth chances? Amen? You know, and, and all of you need to know that. Mother Betty could tell you time and time again how many times God has just walked into a situation in her life and just provided a supernatural answer. And uh, all of you here have, have known that to be true. So uh, continue to walk in faithfulness, continue to serve God the best you know how, 
and continue to invite people to come to church that they might know Jesus Christ on this deep relational level. All of us need to have a deep relationship with our Father in heaven. Amen? It's not just about coming to church. It's about this unique relationship that he created. It started in the garden with Adam and Eve. And it's continuing with you and I here today. He desires, our Heavenly Father desires a loving relationship with each of you here today. And how many would agree with me on that? Say amen by agreeing. Amen. Well, let's get on with the rest of our service. And as you know, the the current events that are going on around us right now back in the Middle East. Uh, my, my point or my desire today was to continue to preach on and finish up the transformation series we had been on. How many heard me speak about Peter? And then we, last week we spoke about Saul, conversion into Paul. And I was going to finish that up today. But with all the events going on in the world, I wanted and I felt in my heart to speak on what's going on in our present-day world. Amen? So I began teaching this on Wednesday. I began a, a small group study on the end-time events. And if we can get the lights turned down, I have a slide for you. First of all, the focal point of end-time events always relates to the country of Israel. How many know that? Israel is your time clock. By the way, Mother Betty, I'm reminded as I was preparing this sermon, Brother Ed would have loved this topic. He would have been, I, I would have had a seat right there and had him preach this subject because this was dear and near to his heart. But what I want to show you on this first slide is the tiny size of Israel in comparison to California. See that blue strip right down the middle? That's the size of the country, the nation of Israel. And if you look at California, it's really only probably as big as our San Joaquin Valley, down the center of California. It's not very large. Now, I want to show you another slide, another picture. If you see the tiny red up towards the top center of your screen, that's the country of Israel. All the green states around it are the Arab states that surround Israel, and most of them are enemies of Israel, not all. But most of them are enemies of Israel. Now, how in the world can a tiny little country like that have survived time and time again in this world? That's what I want to focus on today. Israel is the focal point of the end times. We can get the lights back on. Thank you. The latest group that you've heard about that wants to destroy Israel, and I say the latest, because it's just been history after history of people, of groups, wanting to destroy the Jewish people. And the latest people are a group called Hamas. And I don't mean to make this a news sermon today, but I want to speak to you on the scriptures found in the Word of God of why we're experiencing these things. But this is a terrorist group that's, that's funded by the country of Iran, which is really the greatest enemy and threat to Israel and the Middle East, and I'll, and I'll share why, because they have, in their own words, threatened to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Those are their words, not unlike words that were, that were expounded by or shared by the Nazis during World War II and so on. 
The Bible predicted thousands of years ago, everybody say thousands of years ago, that end time events would revolve around Israel. Not New York, not San Francisco, not Rome, not LA, not any other place in the world, but around Israel. And the real issue is all about the city of Israel or Jerusalem and God's chosen people. How many know that the Bible speaks about God calling out a people, the, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. And this isn't spoken of in the media. We don't read about this on CNN or Fox or whatever your flavor of news is. Um, but believers know that God has chosen a people, the nation of Israel. They are his chosen people. Through Abram, they received the promise that the people of Israel would be blessed. Now, here's what I want you to know. God loves the nation of Israel. And the enemy, the devil, hates what God loves. He hates what God stands up for. He hates what God believes in. And this has been echoed throughout history. And I want to read our first verse of the day about the promise that the Lord gave to Abram, who later became Abraham. So if you turn with me, I'll have this up on the screen for you, but the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1. We also have outlines for you. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. One will be given to you if you don't have one. Um, there we go. We need one there. Okay. Beginning in verse 1, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Verse 4, so Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give you this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord, for your anointing now for the next few moments, Lord, as I speak on this topic. Lord, give us ears to hear and give us wisdom, Lord, to understand your word today. And we pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Again, how many know God's promises are true? Throughout Scripture, promises are declared in God's word that you may not see fulfilled at that moment, but in time they are fulfilled, just as in this case, as with this promise from Abram. I truly believe with everything in me that this great country that we live in, and I've expressed this before, we are truly blessed as the greatest country to live in because we are allies to Israel. In fact, you could probably count on one hand the number of allies that Israel has as a nation. The scripture that we just read says that they will be blessed. Those that bless Israel will be blessed. 
It's not by accident that the United States is blessed financially, militarily, uh, economically in comparison to other nations of the world. It's not by accident. Amen? Now, however, the opposite is true if you curse Israel. Those that curse Israel, the Bible says, God will curse them. That's a dangerous thing when you are cursed by God. Can I get an amen? You don't want to be cursed by God. Amen. So what's going on in this world today? That's the crazy question. We all wake up going, what chapter of Revelation are we in today? You know, sometimes that's the feeling we wake up with as we see and hear about the world events going on. I want to take you to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 21, and I want to read to you two verses. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Jesus declared these words. Now, you may be sitting here thinking, well, Pastor Rick, there's always been earthquakes. There's always been famines. There's always been wars. Yes, you are absolutely correct. But history has never recorded as many great earthquakes as we have now. Has never recorded so many wars. It's been nonstop with wars. We haven't had peace in this world for years and years. I'm talking about no conflicts in this world. There's constantly wars and rumors of new wars. We keep hearing of a conflict of between China and taking over Taiwan. We keep hearing of conflicts of North Korea with South Korea and possibly engaging the United States. All these things are rumors and, and wars that are discussed of possibilities. Amen? This is all biblical. It's all been prophesied. If you skip down to verse 20, the same chapter of Luke, starting in verse 20, when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out. And let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress, distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. God is telling us, this has been prophesied thousands of years ago of end time events. We as believers know these end time events. We've read about these. You read the, 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 the books of Ezekiel, the book of Revelation. They speak on the end time events that are coming. 
And the question that Brother Ed always asks, are you ready? Are you ready for that day? If not, you should be ready. When I, see, when I say, are you ready, do you have a saved relationship with him, with the Lord? Are you right with God? Amen? That's why we need to test and examine our faith daily, the scriptures say. We know not when that day is coming. And if you hear any pastor tell you, on this date, this is the end of the world, just mark them with an X and just cross them off. Don't pay attention to nonsense like that because nobody knows the day nor the hour. Can I get an amen? So each day, we're inching closer to that day. Each day that you and I get up. So the question again is, are you ready for what's going on in the world today? Are you ready? Don't let it take you by surprise. Because you should be ready. If you're coming to the house of God and hearing the word of God, you should be ready. Amen? So... The que- what, here's the question I have for you. Why does it seem that the nation of Israel has been persecuted so much in history? Time and time again, persecuted. This tiny little nation that should be of little consequence to any of these great big nations that surround it. Well, it's quite simple, very simple. The devil doesn't like what God likes. That's the simple answer right now. The devil doesn't like what God has chosen as his people. God has chosen you as well. He doesn't like that fact that you are in a relationship with the Lord Almighty. He will cause things in your life to cause you to stumble and fall from that relationship. And this is what he's tried to do against Israel, the enemy has. Look at what the following examples that I'm about to give you of what the enemy's tried to do. Pharaoh... How many remember this story of during the Exodus? Uh, um, Pharaoh decreed to murder all the Hebrew babies before Moses was born, right? Moses was born around that time, and he decreed that all the babies of Israel, all the males, would be killed. All of them against that race. Think about this. Then Herod, during the time of Jesus at his birth, decreed to murder all the babies two years and younger. Again, the Jewish people. Are you catching on? The enemy hates what God likes, what God loves. The Nazis in World War II, which I don't have to refresh your memory, but six million Jews were murdered by Nazis. Six million Jews, not Filipinos, not Mexicans, not not Germans, but Jewish people were murdered. Why? Because Satan hates what God loves. Some people would tell you that the answer to what's going on in the Middle East would be just a a simple two-state solution. Well, let Israel have their place and just declare this other place known as the Gaza Strip a second state and let them live in, in peace, that that would be a solution. But countries like Iran have declared a final solution to wipe Israel off the earth, that they won't stop until that has happened. That is why you and I have to pray for Israel. And we're going to do that at the end of this service today. The exact words that Hitler used during World War II and present-day Iran are the same thing. They wanted to wipe Israel off the earth. That's not by accident, people. Satan had infiltrated 
both of those people groups and wanted them to eliminate Iran. That's the simple answer because they do not like what God loves. And ultimately, Israel is God's chosen people. The Bible declares that. You know, now, now the Bible spoke prophetically that the Jewish people would become scattered. If you have read your history uh, in the Roman uh, conquest after the time of Jesus, approximately the year 70 AD, Jerusalem was destroyed. Jerusalem was destroyed at that point, and the Jewish people began to become dispersed from Jerusalem. They went to other countries because of, uh, of the wars that were going on during that time. They dispersed and were no longer a nation. But do you understand that on May 14, 1948, the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, became a nation again? The only time that has happened in the history of mankind? A nation had been completely decimated, dispersed, and 2,000 years later had come back and become a nation again? That only happens because they are God's chosen people. Can I get an amen? amen? If you want to know where we're at on God's timetable, how many have ever seen that little clock that they publish that's ticking in terms of a doomsday clock, how we're a minute, minutes before doomsday? This is what the government publishes. You can look that up on your own time. But what I would encourage you to do is just look at the nation of Israel. They are the timetable for all of us on where we sit on end time events. Look at what's going on in Israel. She is our world clock, speaking of the nation of Israel. The signs are telling us that we're getting closer to the imminent return of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, this year, next year. I'm not saying that at all, because again, no man knows the hour. But the Bible is clear on this. The Bible gives us signs. It gives us seasons. It tells us, look around you at what's going on. I want you to wake up and smell the coffee. How many coffee drinkers in the house? Amen. Part of those signs are that the Bible mentions that Israel would be attacked by a large army from the north. Why am I telling you this? Well, the Bible calls this northern country Magog. Everybody say Magog. And most biblical scholars believe that Magog is modern-day Russia. It is a country to the north of Israel. And it very well could be. If Magog is Russia, one of the allies... One of the friends of Magog in the Bible, per the Bible, is a country called Persia. Do you know what the name of modern-day Persia is? Iran. Iran is modern-day Persia. Russia and Persia, and I, Russia and Iran have formed an alliance together. They're allies together. So all of this stuff that was prophesied thousands of years ago, we're seeing it happen every single day of our lives. This shouldn't come as news to us because we've read the end of the story. We know what happens. Amen? We also know that Iran is the force behind Hamas who is at war with Israel. Now, do we want war? No. Here's the other thing I just want to end on that topic because war, nothing good happens with war. Nothing ever good happens with war. But the attack on Israel 
in comparison, in comparison to the United States when we had a 9-11 attack, it was 30 times greater to Israel. Imagine 9-11 being 30 times greater. This is why you're seeing the response of Israel right now because of how big the magnitude of this attack was on their nation. Now again, is it right to create war? No, but they, ha they have the right to defend their country and nobody wins. Nobody wins in this situation. That's why it's incumbent upon you and I to pray for peace. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the safety of those millions that are having to leave Gaza. Pray for the safety of the military. Pray for every aspect of this situation that's going on in the Middle East. Are you ready for what's going on in this world right now? Are you ready? The Bible also mentions, when it's talking about Magog, it mentions a person named Gog. Everybody say Gog. Gog is a person who rules over the land of Magog, which is Russia. I want to turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38. And you have this on your outline as well. We'll have it up on the screen. But starting in verse 14, it says this, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, This is what the sovereign Lord says. In that day when my people Israel are living in safety... Will you not take notice of it? You will come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, Gog, I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes." Verse 17, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You are the one I spoke of in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel. At that time, they prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. This is what will happen in that day when Gog attacks the land of Israel. My hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. In my zeal and fiery wrath, fiery wrath, I declare that at that time there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the beasts of the field, every creature that moves along the ground, and all the people on the face of the earth will tremble at my presence. Let me say that again. Will tremble at my presence. The mountains will be overturned. The cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him, and on his troops, and on the many nations with him. And verse 23, and so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. Wow, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. Now realize this, some of this is what's called symbolic language. Of course, they're not going to come marching in horses. This is the writer who wrote this 
his description of an army that he, can, he couldn't imagine that was to take place. If you read Revelation, if you read some of these prophetic books, you'll hear terms like locusts or scorpions. I believe they're talking about helicopters, Apache helicopter, that type of modern-day warfare. Just read your Bible. It describes it with the eyes of a first-century person who has no clue of machinery and on and on and on. This is what's going to take place. Are you ready for what's going on in this world? Are you ready? Amen. How many are getting something out of this? How many have you, have you caught something new? Maybe you've heard something new today. But what I want you to realize is that the seriousness of this, Israel is our time clock. It's our clock of, of current end time events. You and I have to be ready. And when I say ready, that's sharing the gospel. Sharing and passing out some of the tracts we have in the back, giving them to somebody. Do you have, do you know Jesus? Is he your personal Lord and Savior? Amen. That's what we need to do. That's how we get ready. We, we share the gospel with others. And as I begin to close today, I want to remind you as Judeo-Christians, which means we're grafted into the Jewish faith. The Jewish faith is the main trunk. I, I know a little bit about this, having been raised picking grapes and, and doing all that fun stuff back in the day. But there's a root. There's a root stock. And what you may not know, or some of you do know, you can graft onto the original root. You can do this with fruit trees. My father-in-law used to do this with our peaches and nectarines. We'd have peaches growing on our nectarines and nectarines growing on our peaches. He would graft, but it didn't replace the root. Amen? And so we as believers, as Christianity, Christians, we are called Judeo-Christians. That means our faith rises, it stems from the root of Israel. We believe in the Old Testament of the, of the Jewish people. Amen? Unlike the Jewish people that are still waiting for Messiah. We believe he already came, and he died on the cross, and he rose again for you and I so that we would have eternal life. But from the Jewish people came our Bible. From the Jewish people came our Messiah. We have much reason to be thankful to the nation of Israel, to the Jewish people. Now more than ever, we must continue to pray for them as a nation and a people. And I want to invite the musicians, if they could come back up. We're going to close in, in a song of worship. But more than ever, we are to pray for the nation of Israel. How many have been praying with me? How many have been praying with your families, praying for the peace of Jerusalem? I want to bring up to you a couple of scriptures. We're going to put them up on the screen Psalm 122 and verse 6, it's probably if you, are, if you are on social media and you follow any Christians or believers, you'll have seen these scriptures that I'm about to read throughout the past couple of weeks or past week. But Psalm 122 and verse 6 declares this, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Let me say that again. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know why? Because we don't want wars. We don't want lives lost. That's what's going to happen. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for the nation of Israel. 
In Genesis 12 and verse 3, it declares this, And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. That was the promise given to Abram, who his name was then changed to Abraham by God Almighty, which means father of many, father of many nations, father of the multitudes. That was a promise given to him. And because we are grafted into that faith, that same promise is bestowed on us. Amen. We are blessed because we bless Israel. Did you know our church gives a financial blessing to Israel every month as part of our giving? The part of the giving that you give, there's a percentage of that that goes to Israel every single month. We've been doing that for years now. And I believe that's why God has had his hand on us because we are blessing Israel as well. But don't forget this. Conversely, the one who curses you, I will curse. You don't want to get on God's bad side when it comes to his chosen people. When it comes to his chosen people, which are you, you and I. Anything that comes against you, God says he'll stand up for you. He will rain curses down upon those who come against you but specifically against the nation of Israel. So at this time, we're going to go into this uh, time of worship. I want to invite you to stand with me as we close. I, I want to just pray real quick for the, for the nation of Israel right now, if you'll join me. Just bow your heads with me. Father God, we come before you, Lord, today. And Lord, we know that the Israelites are your chosen people, and we have been grafted into that. Lord, we love you, and we declare, God, your people here support Israel, and we, we pray blessings upon her. We pray, pray your blessings and safety over her. We pray for peace upon that nation right now. God, that you would intervene, that, Lord, that there would be a miracle that would take place, that lives would be saved, Lord, that lives would be spared right now from, this, from the ravages of war. We pray, Father, that you would intervene and bring peace to that region. Bring peace to our country from all the division we have in this country. Bring peace into our hearts, Lord, like only you can. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that only you're the one that can do that. And we pray right now that you have your way, that you would bring peace into this world. And we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Let's worship.